let it play all day long. Living the Good Life Show, back at it yet again here. The Tee It Up Radio Network live here, coast to coast this morning. Welcoming my pop back to it. And we've got a great guest, don't we? Yep, we've got uh, a wonderful uh, guest, yep. uh, Michael J. Stott. He uh, wrote his first golf, golf article in 1962. Wow. His writings have since appeared in Golf Week, Virginia Golfer, Superintendent News, Turf Net, among many other golf centric publications. His caddy credentials include carrying for state champions in competitions in the USGA national championships. He is our kind of guy, and he's got a great new light fictional readout, Too Much Loft. He was good enough to send us a copy, and it's a pleasure to have Michael on to talk about this uh, wonderful light fictional read. It reminds me so much, Michael, of Caddyshack, which is, of course, obviously legendary. But again, I know you weren't stealing any ideas, but how did it all come about? Talk about how the story came about, Too Much Loft. Well, the truth of the matter is I have never seen Caddyshack, uh, uh, the, the, the entire movie together. Um, <laughs> but I will say Bill Murray, um, who was front and center with Caddyshack, actually uh, caddied on the course, which is the, uh, the model for, uh, for the course in Too Much Loft, which, which is uh, Spring Willows. Um, so and I also caddied uh, on that course in suburban Chicago. Uh, but to answer your question, um, too much loss came about. Uh, I started started the book in 1991. I, it's uh, there are three seamless novellas to it. Mm. Uh, I completed the first two by 1995 and paused for 20 years and finished writing in 2017. Wow. Uh, it's set in the early 1960s at, at a suburban uh, Chicago country club, and the novel follows the coming-of-age saga of a college boy, Looper Litton, as he labors as a caddy, grounds crew member, and a pro shop assistant. Uh, I wrote the book for two reasons. One, having written more than a, a thousand published magazine articles, uh, I always thought if you called yourself a writer, you needed a book. And this is my book. It's based on my golf course experiences uh, that I and I thought I had a story to tell and wanted to share it. Uh, the feedback I received validates that premise. And uh, as you've noted, one critic uh, calls the book well written and funnier than Caddyshack, and I take that as a compliment. I love it. Um, you know, first of all, anything related to the game of golf, especially when you date it back to the '60s which I don't believe gets any better than that. But um, talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned Caddyshack, but, I mean, it, I have not read the book yet. I'm looking forward to doing that. But, you know, when you read so many of these amazing reviews that you have received, um, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the genre, if you will. Like, you know, are we talking comedy here? Are we talking uh, lightheartedness? Are we talking um, a little bit of uh, some drama? Um you know, as we follow his journey in the world of golf. Talk a little bit about that as well. Well, those are great questions. Uh, I went to great uh, pains to um, have the, the, the book um, period correct. 
Um, when I did an in uh, initial version back in the 90s, um, I had, uh, I, I had a, a former editor of a business magazine I was working with uh, took a look at the draft, and uh, to her credit, she pointed out a number of anachronisms uh, that I had uh, put in there. And when I finished the book in uh, 2017, I went through that with a fine-tooth comb, uh, making sure that everything I said was period correct. And uh, I have since um, had that, uh, I've been complimented on on how well I have done that. But um, I'll tell you about the three parts of the book. The the part one is called uh, Mrs. Peck. And the book's hero, the the college-age young man, caddies for 67-year-old Mrs. Peck, who is trying to recapture a country club championship that she won uh, 40 years before. It's um, the entire book is populated with people who are um, likable, uh, some who are unsavory. Um, there, there is drama, there's conflict, uh, but, but it's all uh, a light read. The, the, the heroes in the uh, story are um, likable folk, but they, they run against people who are not, and therein lies the, the conflict and the drama. Um, most of everything takes place on this uh, uh, mythical golf course. Um, and uh, the, the first Mrs. Peck set is centered uh, around his, his work with her as a caddy, his, uh, her granddaughter, um, some of the uh, issues he has with his own superintendent, and certainly the competition she has with, uh, uh, with her fellow competitors. Um, part two uh, goes more into Looper's time, not only as a caddy, but particularly as a member of the grounds crew. Mm. And he has a boss, uh, Mr. O, who is a demanding old school sourpuss who constantly butt, uh, butts heads with a new hire, uh, an assistant named Jerome. Uh, Jerome is new school educated in, in horticulture and agronomy and whatever, and, and Mr. O uh, was an OJT guy. He, he learned everything on the job. Um, and, but Looper continues to caddy and this time in an international exhibition of us, a college females versus, uh, some Swedish all-stars. Mm. Um, and Mr. Mr. O, uh, has gotten his dates confused and, uh, it takes a lot of powers to pull this, uh, the tournament off, which, uh, which he, uh, he mistook the dates for. So there's some conflict in that. Um, the pro shop, uh, the membership likes Looper so much um, that uh, he gets persuaded to become a uh, pro shop assistant. And there he uh, views country club politics on a heightened level. Uh, there's lots of conflict, club politics, romance, power plays, tournament intrigue. And he also has a mentor, a guy named Billy Sowers, who plays an important role in shaping uh, Looper's uh, success and uh, growth as a young man. Wow. Uh, The story is told with simple words, um, a snappy dialogue that uh, advances the narrative. It's easy to follow. It's a book where 
with a lot of chapters, so you can put it down and pick it up an hour later or uh, a week later and not lose the flow whatsoever. And it's well, a Michael. In fact, go ahead. As I say, Michael, in your case, you put the book down for almost 25 years to finish the last chapter. What was that all about? Um, I got involved in in uh, another life. I had uh, I had remarried, um, so there was a, a family to uh, address there. I also had uh, some some new jobs. I got back in the corporate world for a bit. Uh, yeah. I always had a sense of where I wanted uh, um, the book to go, uh, that Looper would go up to the, uh, the pro shop. Um, and I had these ideas running around in my head, but I just uh, I didn't have the time or um, the energy to, uh, to sit down and really uh, put it together. I also coached uh, a swim team for 15 years, and uh, in the 15 years I had nine state champion high school swim teams, and I put a lot of energy in, into uh, making the kids uh, enjoy that experience. Oh, that's great. Well, it's certainly a great, I mean, great timing with Dad's Day right up uh, upon the clock here, the U.S. Open coming up uh, uh, in another week or so, yeah. June uh, 16th through the uh, 19th. So it's a great, obviously, uh, Dad's Day gift, but also just a gift any day of the, the week and year all year long, and, of course, uh, Christmas and everybody's birthday. Well, let me tell you, uh, two people last year who are, who are golfers, one is a, is a multi-time state champion, bought 10 copies. Uh, both of them bought 10 copies to give as, as gifts at Christmas. Um, I'm making a presentation to 60 women in a country club golf uh, group uh, next week, um, and they want me to come and do a reading and uh, – and speak to the book and and I, I, people like Judy Rankin and Terry Gannon um, have copies of the book. As does Bradley Klein, the uh, golf writer and and design consultant, the uh, Golf Course Superintendents Association executive director Rhett Evans has a copy. As does the second female president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, Jan Belgen. So. Uh, um, I made a presentation to the National Golf Course Owners Association on the book, and and golf consultants like Stuart Lindsay and Jim Copenhaver um, have uh, given it two thumbs up all the way around. And the book's in the second printing, if you can believe that. So, wow. um, yeah. yeah. Do you well, know, got, Joe? Go ahead. But you've got uh, our. Joe Yamella, who, who was a critic, uh, has called the book one of the hottest summer reads, and uh, he he believes that it's uh, it's perfect for beach reading and uh, anybody who likes um, a good story. Yeah, it, the book's available from uh, uh, at BookBaby.com or Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and it's also available in select golf pro shops in Virginia, Illinois, and California. So. Um, yeah, it's it's a timely read. Michael, I think you've done a phenomenal job. Um, I think this uh, is not only for the golfer who enjoys a great read. I think anyone who's just interested in a great story, um, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just I think you've done a phenomenal job. Great stories within the book. 
um, following his journey. I, I think it's great. I think it's an um, opportunity for people to really uh, dive into something fun and unique. Again, reminding everyone of this phenomenal book called Too Much Loft by author himself on the, on the phone right now with us, Michael J. Stott. Available on Amazon if you just search it up, right? Too Much Loft. Pretty simple stuff right there. Yes, sir. Easy way to get it. And what I found is that um, the people who have read the book and responded to me, um, they um, their touch points for them are in the different novellas. I thought, well, only female golfers can be interested in this. Well, one male golfer picked it up and read it in two days. Um, so, uh, and another guy uh, I thought would be would be interested in in, in the agronomy area. Uh, said what really caught his attention was a relationship between a uh, a his his daughter a, a a player, quite athletic young lady, and the relationship that the father and that daughter had because it resonated with issues he was having with his own daughter, mm. as, who was getting in the game. Yeah. So there's a lot of different touches in there. I love that. Well, congratulations, and they're happy that you got it done after almost 30 years. It's, that's a great story unto itself. Well, <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I'm pleased to have it done, and, and uh, I, I, I just wanted to share it with a lot of people out there who like good stories. There you go. Michael, thanks for joining the show. As usual, looking forward to reminding everyone of Too Much Loft here, available on Amazon right now. Thanks so much. We'll talk real soon. Enjoy the U.S. Open. Will do. You too. Take care, gentlemen.